Proactive Athletes is the premier place that empowers student athletes to overcome the challenges of college sports recruitment. Their unparalleled expertise and influential network will guide you towards realizing your fullest potential. At Proactive Athletes, they understand that each student athlete is unique, facing their own set of obstacles. That's why their dedicated team takes the time to comprehend your individual needs, providing a comprehensive hands-on approach tailored to your success. With their personalized attention and unwavering support, they ensure your satisfaction every step of the way. Through their vast network, they have successfully connected with over 2.3 million coaches, giving your child's profile the exposure it deserves. In fact, their student-athletes' profiles have been viewed by an astounding 716,000 coaches, solidifying their reputation as the go-to platform for recruitment. What sets them apart is their data-driven approach, allowing them to make informed decisions that result in better outcomes for their student-athletes. By harnessing the power of data, they maximize your child's chances of success as they embark on the next chapter of their athletic journey. Join the ranks of proactive athletes and unlock your true potential. Let them amplify your talent, connect you with coaches that want you but may not have known about you, and pave the way for your future success. Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. It's here, finally. My book, The Ultimate Playbook for Higher Achievement. You can get it on Amazon in the uh, paper paperback version, or you can get it on Kindle. And who this book is an in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking to transition. Whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever, if you're looking to transition into something different, this book can help you. I break it down. I lay down the foundation of who you want to be. I have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you got to understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment, and adjustment. Um, recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter. Developing your own procedures, creating relationship roadmaps, using adversity to your advantage, right? Because we all go through tough times, but how do you flip it? How do you use it to power you? Okay? And then developing your own standards. So these are things that can help anybody, not just not just athletes. Now, there's some stories in there, you know, that covers topics that that resonate with athletes. But I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. OK, so make sure check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement especially in social media times where they want us to click for likes and they want us to follow. What about the love, not likes? What about the leaders, not followers? So it's a different way to look at the same situation and start to realize, as coaches always told us, Alex, it ain't about what they do. It's about what you guys do. No one could beat you if you don't beat yourself. And that's just my mindset.
Welcome to the Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm a former NFL veteran, and now I'm a leadership and personal development speaker and coach. In this podcast, you will hear inspirational and humorous stories from leaders of all walks of life, from current and former professional athletes, coaches, authors, experts, executives, and successful business owners. Discover how these leaders not only overcame obstacles, but also learned core principles that led to their success when leading others. You guys are in for a good one today. Now, I've had many of guests that come on and really have great insight on themselves and how to push through barriers and how to really get the most out of what they have and to improve other dimensions of themselves. And this episode, I have one of my old teammates, a good friend of mine by the name of Marcellus Wiley. So Marcellus, he's from, he's originally from Compton, California. He ended up playing college football at Columbia. That's right. He went to an Ivy League school and he had many offers and other big football factories, but he decided to, to go to Columbia. And when he was there, he was phenomenal. Um, he's in the Columbia University Athletic Hall of Fame. Also, he's in the Ivy League Hall of Fame. He had a tremendous 10-year uh, NFL football career where he played for the Chargers, the Cowboys, the Bills, and the Jaguars. He was an all-pro defensive end. And I mean, more importantly is the type of guy this, this dude is. He is, he's that dude. He parlayed what he did on the football field and he ended up jumping into broadcasting. So he was at ESPN for 11 years. And now he's with Fox Sports, where he's the co-host of the top-rated and most fearless show in sports called Speak for Yourself. He's an author. He's a, he's a DJ. He's a paid DJ. He's been doing that for 20 years. He has a unique look on life. And there's, there's no excuses. You know, everything he does, you know, he, he'll call you out. And he did that to, to us, to me in the locker room. But um, he's, he's a real, he's a real dude. And um, I, I can't wait for you guys to have a listen. All right, let's go. Uh, Marcellus, my man, hey, it's been a minute. Super, super happy for you. Super happy that you're here speaking with your boy. Um, I want to just, man, first off, do you play ping pong? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm First just, of all, man, what's the OG? I, <laughs> do you play I'm ping pong? I'm talking to the OG AM in here. Don't act like we don't know each other. <laughs> wait, wait, way back before all this was gray, salt and pepper. I know. My dog, I'm so, I'm so proud of you, man. I've always been somebody that I respected and always blazed his own way. So... Continue success to you, man, like it was 20, 30 years ago, man. I'm glad you oh, still Oh, don't say me. that. Don't say that. Oh, that's a long time ago, <laughs> big dog. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, but, man, I, I'm asking if you play ping pong because this is going to go. Yeah, this, so, you, so you don't play ping pong. I mean, I don't play well. I can hit the ball back over and then it's a wrap. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm saying this because I, I consider myself pretty damn good, but 
I played against one of your teammates when I was with hmm. the Redskins. And he was the best damn ping pong player I've ever played with in my life. Because we had ping pong Bruce tables. Smith? Bruce Smith. Goodness ah, He lit you up. Dude, no, no, no. Hold on now. Hold on now. It was, it, it was uh -huh. fair. It was, it was a good match. He took me to the very end. He ended up beating me. Mm. But I was just, I was always like, damn, uh -huh. man. Marcellus never told yeah. me how good Bruce Smith was on the sticks, on the table. Dog, yeah. you shouldn't mess with the rubber band, man. He can flex and contort his body in ways no other man can. So <laughs> I'm sure he hit you with some off-angle spin, cross-fade, oh. and you were like, what the hell? <laughs> Dude, absolutely. Man, Marcellus, man, you've you've done some amazing things. You've, you've written a book. Um, I know you yeah. speak. Um, you're on TV doing some amazing things for Fox. But I want to go way back. I want to go way back, man. What in your in growing up, growing up where you from, how did your environment kind of lead you to the Ivy League, to Columbia? I want to hear that story, my man. Yeah, I guess in a nutshell, man, growing up in Los Angeles at the time, Compton, and then we moved South Central Los Angeles. But in, in, when I was growing up, you know, born in 74, all the way to the early mid 80s man it, there wasn't any notoriety or there wasn't any adage you would put around my neighborhood i just grew up in the neighborhood and then all of a sudden you know gangster rap took off and reaganomics and the crack epidemic and they started to term things differently so that was like the first time i heard of south central los angeles when i just thought i grew up off slauson and i, I never grouped how much adversity I was facing on the day to day until they started to group it for me. But once I started to come to that realization, like, man, I'm going through some tough times, even though it didn't feel that way to me as I was protected by my mom and my father and my nuclear family. My sister was there, my grandmother. I had really strong figures that I was like my Teflon to all the adversity I was seeing and facing. So what happened was I started to hear all the horror stories, whether it was a tremendous athlete who didn't make it, uh, whatever the reason, he had a kid too young, uh, he didn't get his grades right, and he was a Prop 48, whatever it was, I just saw so many tremendous athletes coming right back to the block, and all they had was a bunch of excuses or reasons, and I was like, damn, he's better than me, he's better than me, and he's right back here. So I think that was the first step for me to start to calculate my role differently. I just couldn't do what they did uh, being real, I didn't think I was going to be as good as they were and do the same thing and then come back having that same sorry song. So I started to look at things differently, man. I really prioritized being a student athlete. Uh, I didn't look at it like, oh, I'm an athlete who just goes to class. I was like, nah, I'm a student that just plays sports. <laughs> and yeah. so that really helped me out. Um, I guess you fast forward to when I had opportunities to go to the big schools and the football factories. I just started to think once again, and I had a lot of help around me, especially my elders and counselors, but they basically said, look, you go to another football school, that'd be tremendous for your football career. But if you go to that Ivy League school, that may be tremendous for your life, especially life after football. So a lot of old heads basically told me, forego your four years of fun and festivities and big time college football, pass that by, in terms of looking towards the future 
and hopefully you can have the best of both worlds. And I was blessed to have it. Absolutely, man. That's so cool, man. So, so you had, like you, you was already thinking past the sport. You was thinking past football, like what you was going to do after that. That's what it sounds like. Right? Yeah, man. Look, I mean, everyone has a different path with different intentions and different emotional content. Um, my path was, I wasn't a football player. I played football. And I'm glad I didn't wrap my entire being around the sport, around the ball, around the game, because it seems so difficult for so many to detach themselves from that when the time comes. Whether that's in high school, for most guys, they don't even go to college, let alone go to the pros. And that detachment, that struggle and transition is what I witnessed firsthand for so many, even before I got to those same levels. So I just never wrapped myself around it. And I think a lot of people would hear that and think I wasn't committed to it. No, no, no. I was fully committed to being a football player. The thing about it is I had the new school way of focus, which is have a million dots and knowing which ones to prioritize versus old school focus was one dot and just stare at it and eat it and consume it. So I learned the difference, man, and I'm glad I did early. Absolutely. And I know a lot of guys, myself included, it's like, you know, you get wrapped up into the sport and that dream and you have to build, you know, there's some character, a character trait that, you know, you got to eat, drink it, sleep it. Right. We've heard it. It sounds yeah. pretty cool. You put it on a T-shirt and whatnot. But when that happens and that sport is taken away from you or you walk away from it and you don't know who you are and you start to, you know, you start to do things that are, I'm not going to say out of character because mm. it's always been in your character. Mm. It's just in that certain environment, it hasn't shown itself. And yeah. I know there's a lot of guys, whether it's in college or in, in pro ball, it's not just football, but it's everywhere. If they don't have a strong foundation and knowing who they are, they can get lost and they can be taken advantage of and they can start to, you know, start to go down a dark road, man. Preach, man. It's, just, it's not about like, what you do is who you are. And it's so crazy that this world doesn't suggest that to you. And if you just go with the flow of football, man, it grabs you so early in terms of identity and, and self-esteem. It feels so good. It's a natural drug in terms of once you have that performance, forget performance. As soon as you get in a huddle with some other dudes from the neighborhood that you didn't know the day before, and now y'all about to go out there and go to battle with each other and for each other, Man, it's something about that osmosis effect and that mob mentality. We all ready to ride, but not enough people stop you in that process and make sure you're thinking of the next play in life and think other things than just what you're doing. Who are you? And you're never too young to introduce that to someone and plant that seed. And I was blessed to have it. I'm certain others were. I know a few. But we're in the minority, man. Most of us, our, our parents screamed the loudest at the football game. You come home with A's and B's, they're like, oh, good job. Here's $5. You go and score a touchdown, they calling every auntie they know. Oh, my God, my baby going pro. He's nine. He's going pro. I don't give a damn. So we all follow the energy, man. And it's unfortunate. Sometimes it leads to a dead end. Absolutely. And you're talking, you know, you, 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 uh, you said something that really triggered something that I remember watching a couple of years ago when there was, it was during National Signing Day. 
Mm. And it was like, you know, a dude, uh, he was, he was going to decide between, I think, LSU and Oh, I know where you're going. Yep. And his mama. And his mama. When he picked the LSU hat, the mama in front of everybody, because he was at the school. I remember. Mama got up and walked off. Mm. Thoughts. Man, I mean, it's sad to see that because in that moment, and it's so crazy to take a specific moment and generalize, but I got to do this. Um, she made it about herself, one. And that's so sad. I don't care what support group you have. Like, we can't confuse the work and support that they have given you versus the work and support you had to manifest to even get in that position. To be a dude that's sitting there with an LSU hat, he put in work. And I don't give a damn how many meals you cook, mama, and you put the roof over my head, and I'm always going to have gratitude and respect. But baby, mama, please, you are not pulling this one. Like, I'm the engine of this train in terms of football. Now, you may be the engine in terms of me, the man, me, the young boy, me, the person. But as a football player, man, don't get yourself too high on that horse. And I just... It just made me just think about so many families and parents. When I go to Pop Warner games right now and I see a little nine-year-old break one for 70 yards and I just hear his parents and I just sit there and like, they don't know the marathon, man. They over here sprinting like it's going to end today. Ah, like Where's and, the contract? Where that contract at? Right. And that, I mean, so many kids have been monetized in their parents' heads. It's sad to see, but instead of me always trying to look at them as an adversary, I look at my situation, my kids, and those I can influence, and I try to protect them. So I don't bash them. I don't look bad at them unless they ask. I just sit there and say, okay, they're doing it a different way. Hope they get up their mountain, because I'm protecting this little herd over here, making sure we get up ours. Absolutely. So this is that time in the show where I plug my own business. And uh, this is... I'm talking about my Higher Achievers Academy, where it's a six-week online course. Is I made it to help current and former student athletes, as well as former pro athletes, kind of figure out their their way, figure out their brand, and what they want to do in their next chapter of life. I speak on leadership development. I actually I do a deep dive in leadership development and how to create shortcuts to your own success and how to create relationships. I put a lot of time and effort in putting this together. And I've really just kind of taken out the meat of what it takes to become the person that you have always meant to be. If you don't have a vision, this is for you. I lay down the framework of leadership and I also put together a module for how to create your brand, how to tell your story developing and leveraging your brand and then how to create a relationship roadmap. So I've had uh, a bunch of former student athletes take the course and they've had, you know, some great outcomes from it. And um, it's, it's for you. I made it for that former student athlete that finished with school and now they, they feel stuck, whether it's in a job or as an entrepreneur um, I know, I know the feeling. So, but 
If you want access, if you want more information, just go to my website, alexmolden.com, and just click on the Higher Achievers account. Or you can check around and click on the show notes. Okay? All right, back to the show. You know, we're talking about, like, with your kids, what are some of the things, like, you do celebrate with them? I'm yeah, sure it's not, just, it's not just, like, you know, playing basketball, making a goal on the soccer on a, on a soccer pitch, I think that's what they call it. <laughs> right, what right. are some of the, the other you know, yeah, yeah. What are some of the things that, that you celebrate for your kids? Yeah, it, it starts in the morning, man. It just my son, he's five, his, his sister is two. The, just the gratitude of waking up, celebrate that. The gratitude of you're saying hello to your sister. Because she always says, hi, Marcellus, Jr. And he always looks at her like, oh, hi, Raya. I'm like, no, no, no. We're going to celebrate the fact that we are up we are awake we have made it another day and it starts with that perspective man the blessings of every second um i celebrate with my son we just had a, a teaching moment about in terms of rushing my son loves to just do it just ah he ready to do everything i got a 12 year old i'm gonna send him to your house <laughs> i got a 12 year old and we got a moment bro i feel you man and i had a moment with him i said do you know that time the beautiful thing about time is that it doesn't speed up or slow down. I says time just does that. It's methodical, it's monotone. It doesn't care if you got something going on that you wanna do or something you don't wanna do. It's still gonna keep ticking. This world gonna keep spinning. And it was crazy, a five-year-old and I are talking in those terms, but I want him to understand that no need to have the anxiety. Like everything's not gonna happen just like that to learn process, to learn the procedure that's necessary to prepare for anything. It's gonna be ups and downs, but just my son, I had to get him this one. I, I say, look, if you don't, he always like, I want more time to play with my Legos. I say, look, if you want more time, don't waste your time. And that helps us just to understand that no matter what you're going through, man, I don't care how high, how low, this world is just gonna keep spinning. Mm, that sounds like a foundational principle, or maybe a wily, a wileyism. Wileyism, a little okay, bit. Okay, okay. <laughs> give me some. Give me a couple of your wileyisms. I love, I love listening to you, man. When you're on your show, man, it's. Uh, I love, you know, how you, how you kind of, you know, you you take a a topic, or something that's happened, and then you dive deep. I really, I really, I don't see that too often. Oh, that's love, man. I appreciate it, man. Um, my favorite one, which may not be the best one, but for me, this is the one that crystallized life for me. Uh, Mark Twain had a uh, quote, life is a competition between you and yourself. Now, when I first heard that life's a competition between you and yourself, I said, I needed that one. Why did I need that one? Because I think like many people, we're, we're competitive. We want to do the best. We want to be accepted. We want to just go with the flow. We want to just make sure we make it happen. And you get distracted. You get confused by so many different inputs. Uh, one person tells you this. One teacher says this. One of your friends says this. Your circumstances say that. And you get so caught up in running in every lane on the track that you just don't focus in on yourself and focus in on reading your manual in life and what's most important to you. 
Learn your buttons and how to push your buttons instead of letting the world push your buttons. So when I heard that, it really just crystallized and cleared up for me that I'm not competing against Alex. I'm not competing against Ladanian. I'm not competing against anybody I ever played with. I'm competing against me. Like I gotta be the best version of me. So yesterday gotta be a worse version of me today, which has to be a worse version of me tomorrow. And even though I know that's gonna be a roller coaster ride, that is my focus. And I love that one because I think if most people in this world, especially in social media times where they want us to click for likes and they want us to follow. What about the love, not likes? What about the leaders, not followers? So it's a different way to look at the same situation and start to realize, as coaches always told us, Alex, it ain't about what they do. It's about what you guys do. No one could beat you if you don't beat yourself. And that's just my mindset. I love that. That's uh, And that's something that, you know, I'm sure you've, on the field, it gave you success, and then off the field. So for me, like when those two things kind of line up, oh, that's a principle right there. Great. And so what, you know, you talk about leadership, because that's what I'm hearing, right? Influence. Because yeah. a lot of us, we're influenced by, you know, different things. There were certain times in my life I was influenced more by somebody's uh, platform, mm. right? How, you know, what was their job? Was they, uh, um, you know, were they um, an all pro? I'm going to follow him. Deion right. Sanders, he was, I, I didn't care about character. That was last on the list. Now as a parent and, you know, who I'm a parent, father, husband, mm-hmm. you know, I, I coach. We talked about that. Now it's like I care more about character than anything. How you communicate. Um, how you make people feel, those are all ways that people are going to be influenced by you. And so I'm very cognizant on who I, who I um, surround myself with. And then I pay attention to who my kids, who, who they're following or who they're surrounding themselves with. So character is so big. And, and so I'm, I'm tying this into like us as athletes. Mm. What is going on with today's let's just say pro athletes and not just football players, but since you're in the world, that's part of your job. What do you see? Oh yeah, man. I see tremendous opportunities, um, greater opportunities than even when we played 20 years ago. Um, And that's pretty obvious in terms of just the platform, how that's been elevated in terms of the compensation, how that's increased Uh, um, just in terms of the awareness, like to be a pro athlete now, Man, them dudes are firing on all cylinders, it feels like, in comparison to us of yesteryear. Uh, the culture's changed. Like, I, I grew up in a pro sports culture where it, it was fad to work out, uh, but now it's ne- necessity to work out. And, and what I mean by that is these guys are putting in the work. They're putting the videos to the work. <laughs> Uh, they're, they're out there looking for the next guru or genius to give them the advantage over someone else, not just physically, but in terms of sports psychology, in terms of the mental aspects of the game. Like those introductions were made when we played, but it's at another level now when you watch these pro athletes and it's still going to continue to evolve. But when it comes to character, it's interesting that 
it, it, it's always like this balancing act between rewards and sacrifice. I, I, I remember talking about this and feeling this when I played and I'm seeing it now because when you get the greater rewards, uh, sometimes people don't think that that comes with a greater sacrifice. And today's athletes, I think is being distinguished between those who really are committed and sacrifice and those who don't. Because being real, it's all at their disposal. When I played, you can even get a second opinion. When I played, they didn't even call it your core. They called it your abs or they call it your stomach. These fuckers didn't even know which way was up compared to nowadays. And I just see with all that access comes a greater responsibility, which comes with a greater reward if you make the greater sacrifice. I push back on some of today's athletes because they want it all without that same sacrifice. And whether that sacrifice is how you invest in your body, if it's not how you invest in your craft, or being real, how you invest in yourself as a person. Uh, I don't see that every athlete is on that same understanding of what I'm being rewarded, I'm also sacrificing. That seems a little different and I see the disparity in there. Mm. What are your thoughts on this, this whole thing like entitlement, mm. especially with those athletes? Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, I felt a certain way, like the first time I was ever pulled over. I was in New Orleans, I was going to my way, you know, cause the reason being, I didn't get a car until I signed my contract. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so, you know, I got pulled over on my way home and the guy pulled me over to, you know, the sheriff or whatever pulled me over and he walked up to him and I was like, damn, I didn't know what, you know, was I going too fast? I, and he, you know, license registration, I hand him my, my ID. He's like, oh, oh, Molden, Alex. <laughs> oh, how's Mike Dicka? He said, how's Mike Dicka? I was like, oh, man, he's great, yeah. Hey, well, just, you know, here, um, have a safe day or have a nice day, uh, slow down a little bit. And I was like, man, I start to feel like, hey, man, I can do some things, you know, Ooh. because of my name and because of I play ball. Right. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, or situations man. like that, situations like that. Yeah, entitlement, man. I think entitlement, I put in a bucket like I put peer pressure. It can be good, it can be bad. But most of the time we think of it with the negative connotation. So think about peer pressure. Most people think of negative peer pressure. But there's also positive peer pressure. Uh, negative peer pressure is, hey, man, what you doing at the fourth period? I'm like, I'm going to lunch. What you doing? Oh, I'm about to ditch. I'm going to the ball. Let's do it. That's negative peer pressure. Here's positive peer pressure. Uh, after practice, man, you want to, you know, grab the books and let's go hit the library real quick before we go home and play these video games. Positive peer pressure. Entitlement in a negative way is, do you know who I am? As soon as the police pull you over or you're ever in that situation, you just said, like, you are already expecting that person to give you the privilege or give you the respect that you just think your aura presents, your aura deserves, instead of going through the proper steps. Now, the positive way of looking at entitlement is, I think I belong. I think I matter. I think I am. No matter who you are, no matter what you are. But it's that balancing act once again, because I'll be damned if I get pulled over or I'll be damned if I'm at the club and the bouncer's looking like, I don't know who Marcellus Wiley is. I'm like, oh, do you not know who I am? Like, I would never, ever retort with that. 
sentiment. But that's when it goes wrong, when people just expect others to buy into their stardom in their own head. That's when it goes wrong. I don't give a damn if you're an athlete, you're a CEO, you could be a janitor. When you want other people to just buy into who you are just because of who you are, instead of going through that process, going through that sacrifice of getting to know and exchange with each other, you got an issue there, man. In this world, we, we taught to generalize. So I get it. We're taught to stereotype. As social beings, it helps us to get through different uh, constructs of this world easier. But it comes with its issues, too. If you generalize, you stereotype, or you expect, uh, be prepared. Some people are going to make you want to do the dirty work. Mm, yeah, that's good. That's good. What, um, in terms of like relationships, because I heard you talk a little bit about that, but you know, in terms of relationships that you see, and you know, we both seen it, you know, we've both been in the NFL locker room and we've seen like some great relationships that, that, you know, some of our teammates had off mm -hmm. the field. Yeah. And then you've seen like the other relationships that kind of come with the, I don't know, say the territory, but you know, um, when you come into like this, this newfound wealth and fame, and then those certain people start to come out the woodwork yeah. and start to kind of drain people. That's something that I think um, it happens. Not a whole bunch of people might know about it, but it does happen. Yeah, um, real what are your talk, thoughts man. on that, man? Like, you know, uh, I mean, one, it, it, I guess I'm having, two conversations right here. One is to understand the difference between relationships and associations, um, because you could give me a team photo from every year I ever played football, and I would never be able to name every single person, even from the eight-year-old picture all the way to my last year in Jacksonville as a 32-year-old. I would not be able to name every single person. Kind of similar, maybe, to the parallel of someone in the real world. I ask you, everybody on your floor, everyone in your building, can you name them? And you're like, ah. So I'm not even upset that we all don't have a relationship, but we do have an association. And there is a, a smaller circle of people you're concerned with and a smaller circle than that of people you're able to influence or they're able to influence you. We know how it is. You got your three, four, five boys. You got your 10 dogs. And then the rest of y'all is just like, okay, if I'm cut, if I'm traded, or you cut, or you trade it, aha, <laughs> like, yeah. see when I see you, see yeah. when I see you. So, you know, that's just the way the game goes. That's the nature of the beast. But in terms of when you first get it, man, there's no manual to how to do it. And that's what's tough about it, because when you get an inordinate amount of money or attention or respect, like you go from zero to 100 real quick, you don't know who to grab and hold on to and who to let go because life is coming at you so fast. So because it's, you're so out of control, you just hold on to what you're comfortable with and who you're comfortable being around. But what happens day one when you get it is you don't change. They change around you. They perceive you different. I remember Alex, dog, the day I got drafted, I had a draft party. So it was in a morning i'm a second rounder so in the morning i remember going to the mall get my fit i'm ready the dude who sold me the outfit local store fox hills mall 
everything. I, he gave me everything. Marcellus, good luck today. Take care. Hope to see you again soon. No problem. I get drafted. I go back because I forgot my headband. Got to have a headband back in the Melly days or whatever. So okay. I got my headband, right? I okay. go back. Alex, I go back the same day, dog. I go back. I'm like, I need my headband. He's like, oh, it's right here. He's like, so how did that work out with you? I was like, yeah, I got drafted. The Buffalo Bills, second round. Oh, my God. Not only him, but the entire store swarming me. Oh, man, can you sign this? We didn't have camera phones. Uh, can you sign this? Can you, you signed it? And I mean, literally that quick on the same day, I had an autograph session when just a few hours before when I wasn't an NFL player, they were just like, have a good day. Here's your receipt. So that told me something immediately. Like, man, this world is spinning fast and it's changing up on me. How do I ground myself? And it's just a process, man, as you know. You got to take your lumps to get through it, but you will get through it. I leave you with this. My coach, my coach, Coach James, my track coach, I said, coach, every girl think I'm cuter now. Every dude is trying to hang around and ask for stuff. I was like, damn, like how am I going to know who is who and what's what and what's real and what's fake? He said, Marcellus, listen to people. They always tell on themselves. And I ain't going to lie, bro, Wileyism. If you listen to people, I don't give a damn how long it takes. It's usually going to happen like that. They're going to tell what you what they really want, and they're going to tell you pretty fast. Mm. And also, I, I think that goes right along with actions, right? Yeah. Actions. People, you know, people can talk. They can smooth talk. It might take a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. But, man, when they see with actions, oh, man, that's where it's at. Make them do the work, please. Hey, dog. Hey, man, we got to start this car wash in Buffalo. Okay. <laughs> Send me the proposal. I'll wait. He ain't sending me no damn proposal. Like, no I'll propose. make it work yeah. for it. <laughs> there you go. Man, give me just a, um, you know, uh, a tip for a younger Marcellus or somebody, you know, who's, who's coming out of college. Coming out of college, they, they played their sport, right? Mm. What is like some golden tips that they can apply if they're going to continue on and play professionally or they're going to go into the real world? and get like a career and a job. What is some, you know, like a tip that you that you can be able to give that, that individual? Yeah, man, I, I would really tell them to work on building their capital. And that's twofold. Um, capital in terms of money, obviously, man, is beyond saving for a rainy day. Let's say for sunny days, you know what I mean? Like, shoot, when you yeah. get older, man, <laughs> hey, Whatever you think is that fresh right now at the store, at the mall, them Jordans, what everybody else is wearing, in a year, you're going to be mad if you went all in on it. That includes the chains. That includes the cars. <laughs> like, all that excess, man. Like, But look, I ain't going to act like I didn't do it. <laughs> I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> yeah, that's right, because I was going to call you out right then. Dog. <laughs> I didn't do too much. I did three, four, five much. I was doing the most. <laughs> I know it. But like, just keep an eye on your capital, man, because it's just you want to save it when you're in a greater position of understanding yourself, this world, and have a greater perspective, family, etc. Just keep an eye on your money, capital, but also your human capital. I think this is one thing we don't understand fully is how those relationships manifest and monetize. Look at us, like, dog, 
I played with thousands of football players. I'm still super cool with Alex Moden. And it's because we built up our human capital. Neither one of us was looking at each other and dismissive or we never was too big for each other. Like we kept this relationship going and now we're here. That's the same way in the real world. Like I remember going to Columbia and looking at my dorm, my dorm room and dorm floor and my dormitory and like none of these dudes going pro, but guess what? A lot of them gonna be uber successful, man. And not to be like, I'm the big man on campus, like bow down to the football player, but really get the no cats. And I ain't gonna lie, Alex, I didn't even do it with the intention of one day they gonna be successful and rich. But it's crazy when you look back at the dude you used to clown with and kick it with, he's running a company. Or this guy is the owner of an NFL team. I know six owners of NFL teams just because of the college I went to. Like it's just simple, silly things like that where don't burn through your capital money and don't burn through your human capital, people, relationships, how they feel around you, how you feel around them. Because too many athletes, as coach would say, too many athletes say hello when it's time to say goodbye. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> coach hey, me Mar- with that one. That was like, <laughs> you ain't lying. That's deep. Marcellus, tell us about your book, man, Never Shut Up. Oh, man. Oh, uh, Oh, a proud moment, man, just to complete the book and to, to watch it sell and have the success. It became a bestseller on Amazon and just oh, really go. just how it hit people. Like people were like, yo, knowing your story, because it's about me. I didn't pick a topic. I just said, look, I'm a dude that's no different than the next. It felt that way. I was a fork in the road kid. I could have went this way and been in them streets and all the gangs and drugs and violence and adversity around me or I could have went the way I went, which is like, nah, prioritize yourself, your academics, make sure you're a high man of character and just let's live this life and be a blessing to those around you. And just to encourage people, because sometimes you can feel lost. Sometimes you can feel like you're at that fork in the road, but to encourage you that you have the inner power to be greater than your circumstances. So never shut up embodies the essence that inner voice that we all hear, that inner dialogue that we all have to never shut up and never stop telling the world what you want. Because this world will forever tell you what it expects of you, what it thinks of you, and it will be dismissive of you. But if you never shut up and telling the world, nah, B, I know what I want. I know who I am. I know what it's about then you can have a chance to achieve all your goals. So never shut up in your quest for who you want to be in this world. Love that, Marcellus. Hey, man, you've been like the same dude when I first <laughs> met you back in, when was that, 01, when you signed that big-ass deal with the Chargers? And I and had <laughs> Hello. Oh, hey, 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 Alex, hello. Dude. Yeah. I represent. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> People ask me all the time, well, who's your favorite team? Shoot, the ones that was that was uh uh giving me checks. And that, that's my commas. favorite team. That's the right. The most commas. <laughs> but no, man, you've been the same dude um since day one. Uh and I'm glad that that you're 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 on TV because I still get you know a piece uh get to see and hear hear you and your wisdom and your knowledge is always super funny. But mm. uh so speak for yourself on FS1. That's something that 
that uh how long have you been on there for now um it's been two almost three years it'll be three years in july started with jason Whitlock, now with emmanuel acho and loving it man now that's good stuff man so for my listeners uh you got to check them out it's every was it is it every day monday through yeah, week or monday through every friday weekday. Every, yeah, every weekday on, on the weekend. Damn. <laughs> you too, you too expensive on the weekends. Damn, so. burger, charger money. <laughs> <laughs> well, good stuff, man. But hey, man, hey, Marcellus, I appreciate you taking time out of your your busy uh your, your busy schedule to to hop on and chop it up with me on the Shark Effect. I'm super appreciative of you, my man. Man, much love to you, Alex. It's so good to see how we took that ball and turned it into so much more, man. And it was a means to an end and it was a tremendous mean, but uh, it's great to see that we still on that course of greatness, man. And I'm proud of you and uh, continue greatness, brother. Keep it going. All right, man. You do the same, man. My dog. Hey, you. (laughs) My man. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shark Effect Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at thesharkeffect.com. Thanks for listening. It's here, finally. My book, The Ultimate Playbook for Higher Achievement. You can get it on Amazon and the uh, paper paperback version or you can get it on kindle and who this book is an in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking tr- to transition what, whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever if you're looking to transition into something different this book can help you i break it down i lay down the foundation of who you want to be. I have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you gotta understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision-making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment, and adjustment. Um, recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter developing your own procedures creating relationship roadmaps using adversity to your advantage right because we all go through tough times but how do you flip it how do you use it to power you okay and then developing your own standards so these are things that can help anybody not just not just athletes now there's some stories in there you know, that covers topics that that resonate with athletes. But I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. Okay, so make sure check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement. It's here. Finally, my book, the ultimate playbook for high achievement. You can get it on Amazon in the uh, paper paperback version, or you can get it on Kindle. And who this book is an, in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking tr- to transition. What, whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur 
or whatever, if you're looking to transition into something different, this book can help you. I break it down. I lay down the foundation of who you want to be. I have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you got to understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment, and adjustment. Um, recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter. Developing your own procedures, creating relationship roadmaps, using adversity to your advantage, right? Because we all go through tough times, but how do you flip it? How do you use it to power you, okay? And then developing your own standards. So these are things that can help anybody, not just not just athletes. Now, there's some stories in there, you know, that covers topics that that resonate with athletes. But I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. Okay, so make sure check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement.